Martin. Yes, welcome to Ego Netcast. My name is Martin Lindskog. I am Martin Lindskog. Hi, Jim. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, great. And uh, it's, uh, I would say, great honor to talk to you and uh, to hear that you are a so experienced uh, podcaster and interviewer and uh, host and guest and so on. We had a short uh, talk on Skype here and now we are using this service by Ringer. It worked out uh, fine here. So thanks. Yeah, for I just downloaded. The, I just downloaded the app on the desktop from your link, and and there you are. Great. So I was starting out, Jim, here and reading from your Twitter profile. Jim Palmer, marketing expert and business coach, founder of DreamBizAcademy.com and DreamBizCoaching.com, and it's a Z in business uh, as the slang and i am working for biz sugar as a moderator and small biz trend so it's uh, fun to use the word biz there and you're <laughs> in chester county pa and your website is getjimpalmer.com and uh, you're following 26842 and you have impressive 53798 followers so congratulations to that <laughs> yeah and um i think we've been trying to connect for a long time because yeah. we're no longer in chester county pennsylvania no, that's so. so you could up to and uh, when you mention it I, I had that as one question but we could talk uh, start out from gecko where uh, i'm using a service a, a virtual assistant uh, through artif uh, artificial intelligence ai and uh, my assistant that is a robot is called amy ingram from x.ai and then i uh, i used a survey called podcastguest.com and you reached out there through uh, interview connections with, uh, for example sue morton expert podcast matchmaker client happiness that's a great title and then also uh, when amy amy had a bit problem as a robot to understand back and forth uh, then stephanie uh, your uh, wife and coordinator of Dream Business Client Support uh, took over uh, also. And now we are here. And you, uh, I got an email from uh, Stephanie and she said you were out with your... Uh, could I mention your uh, w blog there? On your sure. floating home? Yes. <laughs> ourfloatinghome.com And you have been out in Rhode Island, uh, East Greenwich for the summer. Uh, so please tell me more about that. Is uh, that's kind of lifestyle nomadic that you go from harbor to harbor, or how how does it work? Yeah. So Stephanie and I, um, we raised four kids in our home in Chester County for almost twenty nine years. We were there, and we sold it uh, end of last year in December, and we bought a fifty foot boat, and we now call our boat our floating home because we live on our boat and of course i i work on the boat and she does uh client support and does uh guest scheduling for me and um yeah we decided to spend the summer in rhode island east greenwich as you mentioned martin mm -hmm. because uh our daughter jessica and her family including our two grandkids live about uh 15 minutes from where our marina is um okay. and and one more connection kind of the whole Kevin Bacon thing here. Jessica yeah. Rhodes is my as my as my daughter. She's also the founder of interviewconnections.com. Ah, okay. So that, that's interesting. So now we get that connection and it's impressive service that uh, they have there. And it's good I understand when you have so many talks you said about 150 per year, then it's very good to have this and you're on the road or maybe I should say then on the boat then. Yeah, so I is do. Is this all, all year around? Yes, or is it I in summertime. No, I do about twelve to. Oh, you mean on the boat or the interviews? Yeah, both <laughs> on the boat and the interviews. We're yeah. living on the boat full time. Um, okay. Yeah. When when uh, in the fall, October November timeframe, Stephanie and I are going to um, bring in the lines and we're going to start heading south toward Florida. It'll probably be um, at least four weeks, if not six week journey, because we're in no hurry, actually, because um, I do all my client coaching calls and I do interviews like this, Martin, on typically Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So mm -hmm. we can be mobile Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. And then we just have to plan to be in a marina tied to a 
tied at a slip with power and, and internet three days a week so I can still uh, connect with my clients. Oh, that's great. It's, uh, this, as you say, this nomadic uh, lifestyle in a way, and I'm curious to learn more about that. I have friends that what in, in a way want to get off the grid and, um, and live in a, in a different way. So this is uh, interesting to hear about that, and um, we could talk more about that later on. I, I visit Rhode Island um, when I visit some philosophical friends, and it's very beautiful there, and the marina and, and uh, the, the coast. I am here on the west coast in Sweden, in Gothenburg. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so it's great great to hear that. And uh, right now I'm um, having some... Um, with my internet connection and Wi-Fi, so everything is I'm using now is on the phone, my smartphone, my iPhone. So it's interesting how you could do that also on on sea at sea, in in a boat and so on. So it's connected uh, through the harbor, or do you have a mobile Wi-Fi like a ho- hotspot uh, through your boat or? Well, one of the things I've learned being a boater, we, we were a boater for three years before we traded up from a 30-foot boat to this boat, is yeah. it's a good idea to have redundancy in everything. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, have multiple ways to know where you're going and things like that. So, most marinas do offer a Wi-Fi service, but it's uh, sketchy at best. And okay. so, what I did is I invested in a, um, a cell phone antenna that I had mounted up on the radar arch, um, and it's got a bo- signal booster. And then I got a uh, a router, a, a Wi-Fi router that connects to the antenna, so uh, I can connect to Wi-Fi uh, through our through our cell phone service. And when we were driving up from Maryland to Rhode Island, we were about two miles or so off the coast of uh, New Jersey and uh, New York yep. and Connecticut. And we never lost cell phone signal. I mean, cell phone signal actually travels pretty darn far in the water because there's no obstruction. So um, I've got I've got my router. I've actually got a second router because I do use a lot of data. So I've got a Verizon plan. I have a T-Mobile plan, and we can connect through the marina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating here, and we could probably go out of tangent here talking about that. But it's funny <laughs> because this service Ring- Ringer is using uh, the best quality from my side and best quality from your side, and then match it together through their service. And it's fascinating that you could do do this with a with, uh, mobile mobile device. Another um, parallel I have here, I'm doing some work for a pro bono and so on for a uh, non-for-profit um, organization called uh, Civil Defense. It's like, uh, have you heard about um, the concept 72 hours? That you should uh, survive 72 hours without, for example, water and other things like that. And mm. when we when we are in in Canada, they had this um, uh, to be prepared week. I think it was last week or week before. Uh, what what would happen, and how are you prepared for things? And for example, if everything with electricity and so on um, would um, close out, then for example, like a radio to have a radio that that you could how do you say with muscle power uh, start and listen to the news and so on. So it's good to have a backup, as you said, and different uh, options. Yeah, I mean, on on the boat, we obviously have a VHF radio built into the, uh, yep. up the up there at the helm. But I have two handhelds, so yeah, we were always you never want to be disconnected from Coast Guard or land. Mm-hmm. And then we have a dinghy, you know, a small ten foot boat with a little motor that we have fun on. But it's also God forbid something happens to our boat, we can jump in the dinghy and we take okay. a handheld with us. And we have life jackets with waterproof strobe lights and and sound makers. And yeah, we thought of we thought of everything. Hopefully that um, we could possibly need because then hopefully we will never use it. But you know, yeah. when you need it, you don't want to say, "Oh crap, I I should have done that." You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's fascinating. And thanks again for uh, enlightening us about that. And thanks for Stephanie for sent that me email and have been in the uh, contact here back back and forth. So I appreciate that very much. So except um, besides uh, boating and and uh, your speaks and and your so on, what are you? What's happening in your life right now? Uh, I see. I mean, you have an impressive list of books and courses and. Um, TV and also your own radio show that I like the na- name of that we'll come back to uh, with stick ha- stickiness and glue. 
Stick like and, glue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, projects and hobbies. I mean, in, in a way, uh, boating is, but it's a lifestyle for you. So, so what's up uh, in your life and, and Stephanie's and, and your crew there? Well, I started, I started my business, Martin, in 2001. And I think it's fair to say for the first eight years or nine years, I probably, in my own head, and it's probably not far from the truth, I worked more hours and, and worked harder than I had the previous 25 years of my career. Um, but, I, you know, about five years ago, uh, I set upon a plan, which has now come to fruition, that I, I have several internet businesses, uh, No Hassle Newsletters, No Hassle Social Media, Concierge yeah. Print Mail and Demand, and Custom Article Generator. So I, I wanted to put a team of VAs in place that could run those businesses day to day for me. So I could then build my coaching business. And so literally all I do is I do my coaching, which is all virtual, and I do interviews, and I do that three days a week. My goal, um, my goal was to uh, work three days a week. And truth be told, if I don't have anything going on fun-wise, I'm usually working, but I have no calls Monday and Friday. And um, so I can, you know, I, I feel like at, I'll be 59 in a couple of weeks. I feel like I've worked really, really hard. And um, I think a lot of people, Martin, they work really hard in their career or in their business and they suddenly find a time, maybe they want to slow down and retire. Next thing you know, they're gone. So um, mm. one of the reasons we said yes to this big adventure of living on a boat is that by the time you feel like you're a hundred percent ready or by the time you feel like you've got all your ducks in a row, so to speak, sometimes it's too late. Mm. I, I actually, I experienced those thoughts in real time because in 2001, I was actually, I had uh, stage two cancer and um, so I, I, you know, I got to face my mortality. I survived. Obviously, I'm grateful for that. But, um, you know, I know what it's like to think that, you know, you got another 30 years ahead of you or 40 years. And then all of a sudden you might not you might have less than five. And um, mm. so I know I, I don't want to I don't want to have any regrets at the end of my life whenever that is. Yep, that's great. Great to hear. So and um What's more, uh, I will say you have like um, some uh, with your books there. Uh, could you uh, talk a bit uh, more about them, your different books? Uh, yeah, I've, I just launched my seventh book called Just Say well, Yes. <laughs> just Say Yes, um, yeah. I yep, remember I'm, that in, in college and university, we had these negotiation uh, courses and so on also, and to get to a yes. So, yeah, it, it sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. So. Um, I wrote six books in about seven years. Um, what Decide, the ultimate success trigger, I figured would probably be my last book. And then in January of this year, I was just inspired to write Just Say Yes, which in a way chronicles the journey that we're on personally, but it also has so many... Uh, there's so many nuances and, and characteristics that reflect what an entrepreneur does also. Uh, and I think just say yes, uh, subtitle, you know, kind of bigger, bolder, faster. But it's also symbolic, Martin, of jumping before you think you're ready and just spreading your wings on the way down and, and figuring figuring out how to fly so you don't crash. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I think in, in a way, that's really the life of an entrepreneur. Most people start a business because they, they have an idea or they have a skill and they want to they wanna sell it and, and start a business. And that's fine. But when it comes down to actually growing a business and marketing and branding, and then you got the accounting, you got legal, you got all that different mm. stuff. That's way outside the wheelhouse of most people. And, mm. but most people jump into business going, well, I'll just figure that out as it, as it, as I have to. Right. And I think w what we've done in our, in our private life here with, with the, the boat and things like that is we just said yes before we were ready. Because mm -hmm. up until the time I actually bought this boat, I've never driven a 50-foot boat before this size. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, I've never put it in a slip and not hurt myself, the boat or my neighbor's boat. All that stuff was new to me the first time I did it. But I, f I knew I would be able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we drove up here from Maryland, which is our home, our home port, uh, we've never been out in the ocean before. And we got bounced around pretty good. I mean, we were actually pretty scared but we did yeah. it we got through it we figured it out and we feel we we got to rhode island martin and stephanie and i both said you know it's been a while since we've been uncomfortable 
Mm. And I think it's healthy to be uncomfortable once in a while. Yep. So, and and that, uh, as I said, I call myself, um, maybe not a word in English, but I will put the link there later on, land crab, that you are on on the land and safe there. And uh, I'm excited about the the coast and the water, but I'm a bit, how would you say, having respect for the nature forces there. So um, I I could uh, feel it and understand what, what you went into there and um, grabbing to to the horns and see what's coming out of it but still have uh, safety issues uh, cleared also yes so yeah and and with that book uh, you had uh, also with the videos and your tv there uh, you had one uh, as a certified networker and uh, uh, believing in this referral marketing uh, could you tell when you have jumped the ship so called in a good way and not jumped the shark and you're learning from your mistakes and falling forward and, and getting, for example, this division of labor that you have done, that you have could have uh, um, uh, some people taking care of that area and some of the others, and you concentrating on your interviewing. And I must say that being podcaster for, since 2006, it's impressive to hear that you are doing interviews and talks and coaching three days in, in a week every every day. That's, uh, that's, that's good. For, and there is probably with these interview connections also to find all this workflow. And that's what I am struggling with, but I'm learning from it. And, and a day later on, I could outsource it also and get help. But it's good for me to know about all the steps also. So when you're having this business and you're finding your why, you're finding what you, how you could serve your customers and trade. I like the, that, that you have had that also, trading in time and so on. Um, how you do do that, that it will stick. Uh, do you uh, know a guy called John Jansch that had duct tape marketing? I do know John, yes. Yeah, and he has a book called uh, Referral Engine and calling about to getting referrals and getting the, spreading the good word. So how do you make it stick? Could you give a short um, uh, introduction there to, to your... Uh, ideas there when it's coming I, to that yeah i teach something at my event called dream business academy i teach something yep. called the million dollar platform and the million dollar yep. platform is what i what i use to grow my business and it's what i continue to use to market my business today and i think what's really what's been a real uh boon for entrepreneurs you know is the power of the internet <clears throat> but the marketing strategy is is one of of content marketing now what I do is uh, I've been doing weekly videos for, for six years. I've been doing an online newsletter for like eight years. I've written seven books now. I've been a speaker um, and I have my own podcast. I'm a guest at least 150 times a year on other people's podcasts. I blog. I do article marketing. <clears throat> I do all kinds of social media uh, and I'm probably leaving out a few things, but I do it all. And Martin, sometimes... You know, sometimes people know, well, how do, I, how do you do it all and why do you have to do all of it? Well, I heard somebody say one time, well, it's no wonder he's successful. Look at all he does. And there's a clue. There's a very big clue in that answer because the people, by and large, who do achieve higher levels of success than other people, they do manage to find a way to do it all. <clears throat> As it relates to content marketing, you know, I mentioned that I've written seven books, but if you were to look at who your perfect avatar is, in other words, who, who is the profile of your perfect prospective customer? Mm. And they may be, you know, who knows? I'll just say for the sake of my point here, let's say you're looking to meet people that are 35 to 50 years old, male, female, married, non-married, whatever it is. You got all these, um, you know, uh, characteristics of your, of your uh, perfect customer. But mm. having all those things in common is just the start because I bet you that even though I could find you a hundred people or a thousand people that have those same characteristics, they would all consume information differently. In other words, yeah. they like to learn differently. If somebody wants to, if somebody's a book reader, somebody may want to hold a paperback. Somebody prefers mm -hmm. Kindle. Somebody likes audiobooks. You know, and and when it comes to uh, 
learning. Some people like to read a PDF special report. Uh, I'm a big fan of videos. I have mm-hmm. to I have to learn to fix some things on this boat. And um, I just go to YouTube and I type it in. And hey, there's there's somebody showing me how to fix it. Yep. Um, and people consume information in all of these different ways. So the bottom line, Martin, is if you want to attract the biggest potential audience, if you want to reach the biggest number of people who could be your perfect target customer, you need to do something called the million dollar platform, which is you need to be regularly putting out good information. You need to be sharing things of value with people that they can consume because that's the way they're going to get to know you and hopefully like you and trust you. And because those are the prerequisites to them giving you any money as a, as a customer. Hmm. And uh, good that you're saying this. And this is my introspection that I have been a blogger since 2002 and celebrating this 15 years. And on my birthday now on May 25th, I will do a short live session where talking about this um, and uh, I will refer to this interview also in conversation. It will take some time to upload and um, uh, do post production and so on, but it will be in due time here. So um, it's, it's great to hear and um, it's an aha moment that you do that content creation on a regular basis. And that's one of my uh, things that I have struggled with uh, and but I also that I'm sticking to it as glue. So I'm not giving up. <laughs> uh, and I will find a new form. And recently, uh, uh, you heard about the site and also podcast called Fizzle. F- I have not heard of that. Z-Z-L-E. Uh, there are uh, nice uh, people there at Fizzle.co. And they have also a forum. They have uh, coaching sessions uh, if you're like, a subscriber there monthly um, basis and then now we recently started a mastermind group that like for applications because i have felt that also as an introspection that that what i need and of course you could create your own thing but if you have somebody that have a good database they have lots of customers have they've done it for a long long time they could match you together with somebody so I will definitely check out your services there also that you have with your uh, videos and, and uh, also your coaching and so on. So it's great to hear that you have been so successful and uh, to getting it stick. And it's funny with John Jansch, he has his duct tape. So he's fixing the boat or other things with <laughs> duct tape. Yes, right. So, and and uh, also how you could du- duplicate it, duplicated it in, in other ways. So... Uh, that, that's great. And coming around the half time here, and I'm an affiliate for Audible. So if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash ego netcast, um, you could listen to a free audiobook there. And uh, I, I get a kick for that if you continue. So do you have a book tip uh, there, Jim, uh, on Audible Trial or on. Uh, Amazon, because they are owned by Amazon. Um, a, a tip, or do you want me to share yeah. a resource? Or yeah, please do. A book tip well, and resources. Yes, yeah, please. well, right now, as you and I are um, talking, we're we're launching the book. Just say yes, and I'm giving away free copies of the book. Um, okay. The website for that is just sayyesbook.com. Just sayyesbook.com. And, um, yeah, my team will mail you out a, a free paperback book. The only thing, you know, we'll ask is that you pick up the shipping and handling for $6.95. I'll send it. Uh, we'll even mail it uh, anywhere for $6.95. Okay. I've got a number of people who follow me in other countries, and I just like to make it easy. So if you live somewhere else, I'll still, still be only six ninety five. dollars Yeah, I will definitely include that. Just say yes, book.com. Yes. Great, and I will take you up on that offer also. It's great, and it's a smart way. I recently did that on um, on on a thing, a book. Now that slipped my mind, but I will include that in the show notes. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's it, and it was John Lee Dumas. I saw in your Twitter profile that you have retweeted John Lee Dumas, and um, he he gave a tip on that book that he learned about how to create this uh, so-called following and what, what to do, content creation on a regular basis and other things. And I got so uh, interested in the book, so I, I bought it also. I paid the international shipping and then uh, got it, and I did this un- unboxing thing and so on. 
So I will definitely do that with your because because I'm an old purchaser, experienced purchaser in uh, as my background. And to get the yes when you have this negotiation is interesting to hear about because when when you are on the other side, so to speak, now a salesperson for my services, social media services, and also as an aspiring writer uh, on tea, and what we'll come back to probably also at the end. So um, it's interesting to say to get somebody to say yes. So have you had time to check? Uh, I send out because you are so experienced uh, guest and so on, but it's a free uh, conversation. But I have in around mid uh, role and also mid half time, I have this uh, philosophical section called the trader principle. Have you heard about Rand, Miss Rand? And Anne Rind? Yep. Yes, I've, I know her. Yep. Yeah, great. And she has a principle there called the Trader Principle, and it's uh, coming from uh, the site called AinRandLexicon.com. And uh, uh, it would be interesting to hear your take on that uh, free exchange of services, ideas, and so on, to be a a trader in matter and spirit. What's your thoughts on that? Hmm. Wow, that is philosophical. Um, (laughs) A a free trader of services. You know, one of the things that I think has helped uh, a lot of entrepreneurs is uh, the exchange, but in some ways it's a one-way street of information, sharing some of your value. Um, You know, there was something, um, I don't know how popular it is around the world, but here in the States a few years ago, and it may be still popular now, it's called bartering, which is, you know, basically you do this and I do this. So it's, you know... There was a time when I I did get involved in that when I was very new. I think it was actually 2001 or 2002. I got involved in a barter. I figured it was a good way to meet people. To be honest with you, it wasn't a good experience for me because with what I was doing was labor intensive. And Mm. some of the folks that were having other offerings, putting value on it, there wasn't a lot of labor. And it was, it just seemed to be a little bit of an uneven scale, if you will. Mm. Um, There was a point where I had, let's say, it's going back in my memory, Martin, but let's say I had about $2,000 of barter dollars, so to speak. I had developed mm-hmm. such a healthy credit within the system because I was giving and serving that I couldn't find other things that I needed uh, yep. or that other people would be willing to do for barter. They'd say, well, we could barter this, but we're going to have to charge you for that. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I didn't have a good experience there. There's one other point that I'll make as a as a somebody who teaches entrepreneurs how to achieve higher levels of success and earn higher incomes. One of the th- one of the th- one of the things that people who earn high incomes there's a few things. Number one, they they have multiple streams of revenue, but they also understand the value of the service that they're providing. Mm. So I'm okay sharing information because I think that's that's a way to be uh, it's a magnet, so to speak, to attract clients. But I'm in no way, shape, or form uh, at this stage of my life and my career and my business of doing things for free where other people will potentially do things for me. I mean, it seems to me it's going to be very unequal at that point. So I don't know if that's a good answer to your question or not, but that's all I got for you. Yeah, and I like it. And that's why I send it out to a guest in, in advance. And I understand if the time and so on, but I, I will have that. As, as uh, it's not a secret, but why later on I will ask guests uh, if I could include that in an upcoming ebook or whatever, and so on. But I'm compiling it and I will do it for over years. So I want to niche out a bit different from other podcasters because I have a serious interest in philosophy. And uh, it's interesting what you're saying because it's the whole meaning of Rand's ideas is that you should understand your value and you should have an exchange. And that's why you had this uh, so-called money system in place, because I am for bartering, but but it could be a bit complicating. Uh, Then we have another issue about the whole fiat system with the paper money and so on, but that's another issue. So, But you have to understand your value and you should uh, have an exchange there. And that's the free market taking care of that. So that's the whole meaning. But it was interesting to hear your thoughts about how you used it in the past with, with bartering. And also uh, how you how you could uh, have this uh, exchange. So and also you say with time and, mo- and money and energy. So it, it's a, it's a good 
good thought on that and we could probably maybe besides the podcast talk more about that also in the future because that's how I want to uh, niche myself but I'm uh, I want to spread better ideas when it comes to new media and business philosophy and the good life including tea that's my so-called pitch in a, in a friendly way so and and I've been also struggling with that also that I am to you understand your value but then to get paid for it in in a way and you could sometimes negotiate with yourself so but uh, you know I, there's another piece of it by listening to you yep yeah martin so there's another side of that whole yep. discussion and that is in any society or in any niche in any business industry however you want to break it down there's going to be the majority of people, call them the uh, the 90%ers, and then there's going to be the top 10%. Of course, there'll be the top 5%, top 1%. Yep. By and large, um, people who would be interested in the trader principle or, or the exchange and things like that, those are people that are all in the same pool. So they're all approximately in this, more, most likely, and I realize I'm painting with a broad brushstroke, but they may be in the same uh, thought pattern, the same value proposition, mm -hmm. if you will. Yep. So for somebody who's a, a top 1%er or a top 5%er to be trading in that area, that's what I meant where it gets very lopsided. Mm -hmm. And so first of all, that's just that's just kind of uh, uh, understanding the principle but the other part of it is if you if no matter where you are in your business right now if you want to get to to be a, a high income earner you have to be doing things that the majority of your competition is not doing mm. right so if you wanted to earn like a top one percenter you got to look at uh, well our other top our other top earners participating in that type of experience because mm. that would be a disconnect do you know what I mean? Mm. It's yeah. like, um, you know, it, it's like trying to reach, um, you know, a very famous, whether it's a movie star, athlete, a really, really popular author. Um, you know, what's interesting is uh, when I first started my business, like so many people, when you're brand new, I went to networking events. Yeah. I went to chamber of commerce meetings and things like that. Somebody asked me actually just about a week ago if I wanted to go to a local networking event. And I said, well, thanks for thinking mm -hmm. of me. But no, that would be a huge disconnect for me. I speak at events mm -hmm. like that. I speak to hundreds of people in larger events. And for me to go to, I mean, it almost sounds like I'm being quite the e egotist here. And that's not my point. My mm -hmm. point is you need to operate in, in the circles and in, you know, kind of the spheres of influence where you either are or want to be more importantly and, and not those other things so it's it's a little bit of a disconnect I, I hope i'm hope i'm making a point without sounding like a you know like i said an egotist yeah and it's a difference between an egotist and as i am an egoist and um, so i i'm totally understanding what you're drifting at and what you're doing and that's uh, something that i am to learn also because as a certified networker and being at lots of min mixers and mingles I, I could uh, understand uh, and resonate to, to your feeling there. So that's interesting. And one thing that I learned from Chris Brogan, uh, that, you know, uh, um, has his own podcast and also written books and a great website for owners, owner media. Uh, he talked about the goldmine of newsletter. And for me, I've been asking myself, uh, because I'm now subscribing to your newsletter and so on, my challenge is that you get so many mails and 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 what looking forward to and find it and so on and find the nuggets. And so I said before I start my own, how should I create something of value that people want to read and listen to and spread the good word? And for me, it was also a technical thing that I wanted to have a, a neat tool. And then I found something called Review, and it's like building blocks. You could use Twitter, you could use Instagram, and you could create some text. And it's very easy to connect. I've tested all kind of different services, and I like them: Tiny Letter, Mailchimp, etc. And now I found this, and it's some entrepreneurs in in Holland, in the Netherlands. So, but then is to find this schedule. So I'm I'm curious to hear about your newsletter. That you're a guru. And no hassle newsletter and, and how to you some tips about uh, writing a newsletter and spreading a good word and 
what what to do to do with that and if you have any resources that you want to direct the listeners and myself included yeah so the, my my first online business my actually my second business is called no hassle newsletters it's no hassle newsletters.com and we provide content 24 pages of done for you content and we provide over uh 12 done for you newsletter templates every month we have several templates that could be used for any business and then we have several niche specific newsletters that you could um, just put your own name on and send it out or you could tweak it a little bit okay. they, they I, I give them to you as word documents so they're very easy to uh to edit but a newsletter and i'm talking about a monthly print and mail paper and ink newsletter um mm -hmm. is one of the best business building tools you can have because people that people that will stay longer stay connected with your business and spend more and refer more those are the most powerful relationships. That's like the greatest asset you can have in your business. So when people say, what about a newsletter? I'm saying it's not like an instant money generator. You don't mail out a newsletter and, and people flock into your business, either virtually or you know, brick and mortar. But what they do do is they stay connected. You stay top of mind. You get to share some information. You build relationships. Because as I said, those relationships are, are where more business will come from. So that's what that's what no hassle newsletters and the way, you know, as far as the type of content that we use, and if somebody wanted to do their own, uh, you want a mix of content, you want um, the majority of the content to be what I call non-relevant content, and then a small percentage to be relevant. So let's say, for example, you, you were an accountant and you're going to send the newsletter out to your, your customers. I'd say 10 or 20% of your newsletter should be relevant. So it might be interesting things on tax law, or it might be, you know, bookkeeping tips and things like that. The majority of the newsletter, Martin, however, should not be relevant. It should be articles that people find fun, interesting, informative, and entertaining, but nothing mm. actually to do with your core business. Because mm. There's a secret, you know, as business owners, we'd like to think that our customers really care about what we do. They they really care mm -hmm. about how smart we are. And, oh, they're, they're going to love to hear that I won an award from my from this association that I belong to. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Your customers don't care. <laughs> and all they care about is that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and you're going to perform the service that you say you're going to perform. And so the the great newsletters are ones that get read. And the newsletters that get read are ones that, again, people find fun, interesting, informative, entertaining. That usually means it has nothing to do with, with your core business. Great. Then, then I know I'm probably right on the track. And I got inspired by Elsa Escobar. She is a social media community happiness manager at Libsyn, Liber Liberated Syndication. And she started her own newsletter recently and used this review service that I have used for some time then. So it's funny to see her funny tips about everything from podcasting to uh, things that she's enjoying and uh, so so I agree full, fully with that. So thanks again with that and I will find my routine there and uh, I'm, I'm also interested to hear that if you have any like productivity tips or something like that when you are doing so many things. Well, any, uh... I'm, I'm a fan of, first of all, you got to know the value of your time. Yep. And if you don't know the value of your time, then you're, you're not going to have any uh, respect for your time. So I know what my time's worth. And, but you also mm. got to be willing to uh, outsource and, and use help. Now, I know you, you outsource your, your scheduling and stuff like that. I outsource everything except what I call high revenue generating activity. For me, that boils down to me working with my clients, my coaching clients, and then doing interviews. Those are the two high revenue generating activities. I no longer write the newsletters, design the newsletters. I don't do a lot of things in my business because honestly, if you can hire somebody for $10, $20, or $30 an hour, to do those things and you do them yourself, that means you are worth 10, 20 or $30 an hour, not hundreds or thousands of dollars an hour. So if you want to earn a high income, you got to be doing high income uh, activities. Yeah. And uh, talking about that, because I understand that and I, I uh, believe in that and I also appreciate that tip. And that's my goal also to do that. And if you have this um, chicken and egg situation, when you started out, you didn't have these resources, right? 
So uh, when did you decide that you're more worth that and to have this division of labor? Was it early in your stage or was it uh, more uh, recent? Or I want to say it was about or it was about six. Step? Yeah, it was about six years in. Uh, and that's when I hired my first virtual assistant. And I was scared, man. I technically <laughs> couldn't afford it. <laughs> In fact, I have a team of 13 now. And every time I've hired another person on my team, I think to myself, should I be doing this? Mm -hmm. um, I think there's an expression that, you know, most people feel like it's putting the, the cart before the horse, so to speak. Yeah. And I think if you're out, if you're out taking a walk or you're hiking, or let's just say you're outside in nature and your mouth feels dry, like you're thirsty, Martin, that means you should have been drinking long before that happened. And when you're a business owner and you suddenly feel time crunch, like you can't get things done, the 10 mm -hmm. things that run your to-do list, guess what? You yeah. start tomorrow, they're still there. That's mm -hmm. like being thirsty. You need to be outsourcing some of this stuff. And it does mean putting the cart before the horse because likely it's most likely you're going to be borrowing the money or putting money toward this person that maybe you should be paying yourself. But you have to get your business to a point where the revenue is going to far exceed your expenses. And when you're starting out, that's never the case. You're always, you have expenses from day one and before mm. you have revenue. So you have to be willing. When I figured that out, I figured it out on my first, on my first hire, but then every other hire, it's like all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, the day's not over. And I think I got an hour or two. What should I do? Now I can start attacking some of those things that should be done, whether it's finishing the book or creating another training program or whatever it is. You suddenly find yourself with time to do those things that are bogging you down. And guess what? If you write that book or you do something else and it gets you a new client, well, that new revenue is going to pay for that person. But it does mean hmm. you have to pull the trigger before you're ready. Hmm. Great. That's great to wake up call here. So thanks for that, Jim. What's your future plans? And uh, also, if you have any suggestions on future guests or topics that you would uh, be interesting to listen to or listen to a guest or something, something else. My future plan is for the next um, two to three years to be as diligent as I can and only work three days a week. Because I, I actually love what I do. I love to work, mm -hmm. but I want to enjoy this experience that we're that we're on. And I mean, yeah. we're, we're in a beautiful marina. I, I truly want to be okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, mm -hmm. th this is hard for me. I've worked hard. I've earned it. I make a nice living. So I should be able to just say, you know what? Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday work. The rest of the days I don't. I don't do that, Martin. I'm not there yet. Uh, it's hard for me not to be working on a Monday just because I have no scheduled calls. So mm -hmm. it's an effort. And I don't know if other people struggle with that or they just say, heck no, I'm out of here. But I struggle with that. Maybe it's my generation. I don't know. But I truly am working hard to enjoy the lifestyle that Stephanie and I have so worked so hard to create. And we're going to do this for, for probably a couple of years, maybe longer. We'll, we'll see. And then um, we'll see where we are at that point. I'll be 61 or 62. I, I don't think I'll ever retire, but maybe I'll work two days a week. Who knows? <laughs> That's great. Uh, any guests uh, or topics you would be interesting to listen to or, or that you have uh, talked to or have as a guest? You know, I, th I think shows like yours are really important because I believe uh, there's all kinds of podcasts and there's all kinds of people listening at different levels of their business. Yep. And what I'm going to say is completely unscientific. It's just my, it just my uh, opinion. Okay. But mm, I think good. the majority of people that listen to podcasts like yours and other kind of business related podcasts, those are people who are at the beginning stages, either thinking mm. about a business Maybe they're entrepreneurs and they have yet to hit six figures, or maybe they finally crack six figures, but they can't get to mid six figures. Those are the people that are looking for, I don't want to say the secrets, but the tips and strategies mm -hmm. from other people who have been there and done that. Mm -hmm. And so having people like me and other people on your program who actually have a track record, I think is not only inspirational, but I think it's really serving your audience in a very big way. Yeah. That's great to hear, and uh, I will try to uh, track down a guy there called Victor Sperando. And uh, when I went to USA for the first time in '96, uh, I met him in Dallas, and he had an uh, impressive track record as a financial trader. And he had a book called Vic, uh, Trader Week One and Two. So, yeah, 
that's that's great and it's what you have now seen with the internet and so on how you could get in touch as uh, as you did through outreach through podcast guests and so on so it's uh, it's a wealth of information out there so i wonder you talked about uh, your new book there could you repeat that as a like a giveaway or or like a great offer here that you only pay the handling and shipping and yeah. so on Yeah, I mean, if you go to Amazon, it's $20 plus shipping. But if you go to um, justsayyesbook.com, place your order there. You'll get the book for free. We'll just ask you to pay $6.95 for us to box it up and ship it to you. And then I also got some pretty cool bonuses if you buy it there. So justsayyesbook.com. Great. That's great. Thanks for the offer there. I appreciate that. And uh, my listeners and fans and followers and etc. will do that also. And we will spread the good word. So people will say yes. Appreciate uh, that. And uh, also, uh, again, please do a plug for your site. And I will have an ending note here that we're talking about thirsty. So please uh, give us where we could find you on the interwebs. GetJimPalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com is my home base. Yeah. And you have Twitter account that we had talked about, and you have a YouTube uh, channel, and you are, are you on Instagram also? I am on Instagram, um, DreamBizCoach. Yeah. yeah, great. Uh, and then, uh, of course, your podcast, you could repeat that also. Uh, that is Stick Like Glue Radio, and that is that yeah. you can listen to those shows. I've been doing that for over five years i guess that's getjimpalmer.com as well yeah congratulations and i it's a catchy name i i definitely like it it's like uh, the same level as duct tape marketing so. well it's the name of my second book which is funny yeah. because um back in 2009 or 10 i guess um i was going to start a podcast and and it's interesting martin i thought back then i thought i was behind the curve but man they're just exploding today but i was going to start my podcast and it was like going on six months And the guy who helps me build my websites, uh, well, not helps me, he builds them. He yeah. goes, what are we going to call this? And I said, I don't know. And I turned around and there was my book on my desk. It had just come out. And I said, how about Stick Like Lou Radio? And he goes, that works. So that was named after my second book. Great. Yeah, that's a great time. So, and, and now I will ask you about uh, your favorite beverage. I'm taking now a sip of Yerba Mate. Have you had that? I have not. Um, it's very, you know, my, I'm a tea drinker. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Well, I, I start my day with tea and most of the time I end, end, uh, my dinner with tea. Um, but I'm, I, I love a glass of wine at the end of the day. I love Cabernet. Uh, I'm a fan yeah. of Riesling, white Riesling. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed a, a good, uh, rum as well. And being a boater, I'm, I'm a big fan of Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Could you say <laughs> Uh, or also as a pirate, it's pirate day then later on this year. So yeah, that's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Yerba mate is is uh, an um, you could say a plant from that's very popular in South America, and with this one, I'm a distributor, independent distributor. So it's they've also um, concentrated and developed very much. So you have all these potent things like you get energy, you get focus, and you get this kick and also in their mind uh, like a happy mood so in south america like in argentina and so on it's very popular and lots of population there is consuming it but i'm a big tea, tea drinker myself and i'm writing a book series and aspiring writer on tea so the first book will be about uh, black tea that's uh, one of my favorite teas so i'm i'm having a crowdfunding campaign where uh, for the illustrations mainly and also editing and other things like that by a guy in America called John Cox. He's a fine artist and also an editorial cartoonist and a, a writer there. So that will be a great thing. And I have my idea about this future plan, what one thing would lead to another. So it's been very inspiring to uh, talking to you here, Jim. And um, we'll keep in, keep in touch. Anything else, any thoughts, uh, ideas, and anything that you want to reflect on a day like this after boat ride and uh, all <laughs> things going around? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a final piece of advice for the entrepreneurs I described, those folks who are, who are still trying to generate a higher income. Um, Thanks. And, and it's this, Martin. You will earn 
significantly higher income for who you are compared to what you do. So you'll earn significantly higher income for who you are compared to what you do. So it means it's not about the deliverable. It's not about the actual service. It's about who you are, who you're perceived to be in the marketplace. It's all about your brand and your positioning and the marketing you're doing. That's how you're going to earn a, a higher living. Mm. So that will be a good uh, future for me as uh, this tea guy and uh, uh, launching this teaparty.media later on. So I, I agree with that. And uh, I will deliver at the same time too. So, and this podcast will be delivered uh, when I'm taking care of the uh, things that I have in my back catalog, so to speak, and uh, technical things. But it's been a pleasure here, Jim, to talk to you. And uh, we will keep in touch. So I uh, think, thank you very much for that. So in your place now, are you on the boat now? So you will take a ride or uh, what's, what's the next thing? You, well, I understand that you had a conversation before here. So. Yeah, on this uh, on my previous boat, I could untie it and go for a ride in about seven minutes. It's about yeah. twenty minutes or so, maybe a half an hour to get this boat ready. It's a big boat. Uh, it's you know got power and hoses and and there's twin diesels. There's a generator. We have to take things down like decorations so they don't fall down and break. So I can't just go out on a whim and take a cruise, <laughs> but um, we, we'll definitely be out this weekend and, and um, we're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy enjoy life for sure. Yeah, great. Thanks. And uh, say, please give my best regards to Stephanie and the uh, rest of the family and the company there on interconnections, uh, interview connections and others. And uh, I will thanks do that. again for for your time and uh, we'll talk soon again in one way or another. So cheers to that, Jim. Thank you, Martin.